Hi, I'm Shivam. Hi, I'm Izzy. And this is Phoenix Chat. Where one of us can read. Which one? You, you find, find out. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Phoenix Chat. And today we have a extra special episode because today we're talking about the filler arc where absolutely nothing of importance happened. <laughs> no, but it was fun either way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and honestly, like, I, I say there's nothing important that happened, but actually, like, there were definitely some kind of important things that you guys managed to, like, talk about and also just, like, the general vibe of it. Um, when I kind of planned this arc out, I wanted it to just be, like, some kind of time and character where you guys could just, like, relax, let your guard down, and just kind of roleplay for a bit uh -huh. without having to worry, and also, like, um, <laughs> and, and also mostly just kind of, like, um, having a bit of a retrospective than in character where you can all kind of say, like, well, here's what happened, I mean, we're, we're doing things moving forward, how do we, um, move forward, um, and so, last thing we did, uh, was that, uh, Juliet cut her hair off, and, um, everyone's a little shook after that one, if you want to explain. So, where we last left off, Juliet cut her hair off and was walking away, and Hops was, like, chilling with her. Mm -hmm. And, um, Essen was talking with Boondock about, like, hey, uh, I don't know what the fuck just happened, but some big shit just happened. I think she just sacrificed more than she needed to. And Boondock was like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> um, and then... I don't think much happened after that night. I think we just all kind of like went to bed and then got up the next morning and started heading out. I didn't get up because I took three levels of exhaustion and I was trying to like get that out <laughs> as soon as I could. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, so the the rest of you besides you all, all got up in the morning and um, I believe this was. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think everyone was kind of taking watches then. And then uh, everyone just started, like, rolling perception, and I kind of straight up told you guys, like, I don't really have anything, like, interesting or big planned here. We can just skip to morning. And then you guys know, said, no, I insist. I want to see something here. What do I see with my perception rolls? And so I'm like, okay. Morgan sees some birds in the in the trees. Um, and I, I think it ended up being, like, um... Actually, no, wait, this is the one that everyone failed their perception rolls. Oh, um, you're right. Yeah, because I... Well, this... I asked, like... Did, because nobody fucking did well on their perception rolls that night. Like, we all fucking sucked. And I, in the morning, I was like, is there anything that I see wrong with the cart? Did somebody come and steal anything? Like, I, I was so sus. And then, yeah, then that's what happened. You're right. Yeah. But, you know, everyone filled their perception rolls. I didn't really have anything planned, but I just kind of said, as far as you know, nothing's wrong. Just kind of trying to, like, put that DM fear into people. Everyone immediately starts panicking. Juliet said up in the morning, just, like, immediately sus for no goddamn reason. For no goddamn reason? Are you kidding me? After how many well, backstabs and shit that has happened? Yes, but you did. You had no idea that, as far as you were aware, everyone had a very successful watch where they were like watching carefully and well. You were just yeah. like, I don't trust any of my party members now, and I need <laughs> to make sure they didn't fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't yeah. enemies. This was I don't trust my party members to yeah. not fuck up here. <laughs> anyway, yeah. check the cart. Uh, everything's cool and fine. Um, 
I think the only thing I said was that Morgan saw some like birds and stuff like that, and so Hops also wanted to like see the birds. Um, and I think um, Essen uh, explained uh, that, that eventually they would uh, need to have the birds and the bees talk with um, Hops. Oh my um, god. And so Hops immediately, like, after that talk, kind of started thinking, like, oh, birds are the thing that make babies, so if I don't want tadpoles, I must destroy all birds. Yes, and now in her mind, she's like, yes, now I, I'm on a mission to destroy all of the birds, and there will be no babies. And I was like, whoa, hold the fuck up. <laughs> and I had to be the There's one to explain to the quote-unquote birds and the bees mm -hmm. to Hops. And mind you, everyone was like, don't you fucking dare ruin Hobbs. And I was like, y'all have no trust in me. <laughs> and also Morgan was the one who immediately said people fucking brothels. That, so yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> All I, I said... fucking love, though, like, despite that, like, they're, 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 everyone just calls you out despite the I fact know. that, like, <laughs> Morgan's uh, easily just as chaotic as you are. <laughs> Yeah, I think Morgan kind of feeds off the party, and uh, the chaotic part is for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, all I said to Hops was, look, um, when a mom wants a baby, she asks the birds to bring the baby. That's all I said. Like, you know, like the stork thing, you know? And mm -hmm. she got it in her mind, like, well, if I defeat the birds, they'll all die, and we're good. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't yeah. you want, like, Hops another Hops slowly grabbing Buddha? a big rock. <laughs> I'm like, don't you want, like, another Boondock or, like, another Essen or something? And uh, she was like, no, I have you already. I'm like, well, <laughs> it was so hard. It's so hard. It's like arguing with a two-year-old. Well, not arguing, just explaining. Yes. It's just, it's Hop's hard. Blair gets so into character, and it is terrifying. Because, it is like, terrifying. Because, like, out of character, she is, like, just, like, this normal, like, very mature, like, uh competent person in character she is a terrifying two-year-old and yes. she knows exactly how to mess with all of us <laughs> yep. yeah she, she says she really enjoys playing hops because like she, she can just shed that like little veil of maturity and just be like a whiny little two-year-old for a bit <laughs> yeah oh god <laughs> yeah but Anyway, so we've managed to somehow convince her to not kill birds. I don't remember how we did it, but we told her don't kill the birds. Um, yeah. And then we started to head off toward the uh, Soliana. And so it started, I don't think it started snowing yet, but like the scenery has finally changed from like a desert to like mountains eventually. And um, you gave us the option, like, you could either go to this really long valley way, but it'll make you more exposed, but it's faster. Or you can go up the mountains, it'll take longer, but you'll have a better vantage point. And everyone was like, vantage point, we don't want to be destroyed. I'm like, dude, we're tough as shit, we could just go through the valley way and it'll be quicker. And everyone's like, no, mountains. And I was like, okay. Yeah, it's one of those choices as a DM where, like, you offer a choice to your players, but the outcome was literally exactly the same. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you guys did choose the uh, the the mountain range. Um, you started uh, taking the your your sagas up um, uh, <laughs> with their huge weird noises noses just kind of flapping about in the wind, making <laughs> floop 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 noises. Yep. But if you haven't seen a saga before, they're basically just like 
um, these yak-like creatures would just, like, snuffle up against noses, and they basically, like, in order to, like, make, um, mating sounds, they fucking, like, floop their noses aggressively. It's very good, and I recommend everyone to check that out. Um, yeah, but you, you guys, um, start traveling up the, the mountain path, um, after a little while, you kind of see, like, a, a nice little field of flowers. Um, I, I think at that point, uh, Julia, Essen, and Hops went off to pick some flowers? Well, Hops went off to find some flowers, and immediately the parental instincts of Essen and I yeah. went to follow. <laughs> and as Hops was, like, digging around through the wildflowers, she wanted to make flower, flower crowns for everybody, and I was like, oh, I'll help you. She finds a scroll, and... Mm -hmm. Hops, Hops has a very interesting way of picking and choosing what she likes and what she doesn't like. If she can't yeah. put it in her mouth, because a scroll would probably disintegrate in her mouth, she'll throw it away. Mm. So she tosses yeah, so it she... behind her shoulder. <laughs> um, and I believe at this point, Essen picked it up, mm -hmm. and uh, Essen rolled an arcana check, um, and I kind of described as, like, Essen slowly unfurls the scroll, um... Essen suddenly, like, reads runes that just say explode, and then Essen just immediately told me, yep, nope, snapping that scroll back up, uh, Juliet's not touching the scroll, uh, Hops is not touching the scroll. <laughs> yeah, but then, but then, Essen goes to put it away in, like, his, in his back pocket, and me, being the little fucking swiper no swiping piece of shit I am, <laughs> I, he, he, like, I roll, I can roll so high because I have a plus ten in, like, my stealth and sleight of hand. I all it, he literally just placed it in my hand when I like sneakily like reached behind him and I just put it away. <laughs> but I managed to roll high enough to realize this is a prank scroll. That so basically what happens is you open the scroll and like it bursts to like colorful confetti or like powder or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um the then uh you and um Hops then uh, made some flower crowns. It was very cute. Um mm -hmm distributed flower crowns to the party. Everyone's very happy and good. Um, keep traveling up on this uh, mountain path. Um, as you guys travel onwards, Morgan hears the flapping of wings. Um, and as Morgan kind of looks into the distance, uh, Morgan can see two, like, uh, wyverns uh, that are currently in the sky with someone who's currently, like, hiding in a cave in the distance. Um, Hops, who doesn't understand the difference between wyverns and birds, assumes because they have <laughs> wings they are birds, and so, oh my god, the size of those babies are going to be gigantic, I need to hide. Yep. And this, oh, by the way, this is where we started a quotes channel um, mm -hmm. on our Discord, and it has been the best decision ever. What did, what did she oh say? The babies are coming and the most tadpole laying birds I've ever seen. <laughs> quote unquote yeah that was really good <laughs> um yeah so um I think at this point Juliet was like oh we are absolutely not helping another person ever again after that fucking yep. incident <laughs> and then Boondock was like like cock shotgun let's go I'm like really guys why <laughs> yeah you guys fight some wyverns as Hops is currently um, ostriching in the ground, just like head covered, trying to defend herself. Um, you guys uh, managed to kick some ass though, um, yeah. and defeat all the wyverns. Um, there was two. And 
yeah, there was two of them. Um, you, you defeated them, and then you decided to carve for parts like this is Monster Hunter. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Which is appropriate, because I straight up just had, like, two Rathians for the the image of these two monsters. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but with these body parts, what did we get? We got, like, fangs, uh, claws, and spikes or something? Scales. Like spikes or, or scales, that's right. And with all of these combined, Hops managed to make friendship bracelets for all of us. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so damn cute, but also disgusting, because they are monster parts. But you know what? It's Hops' thing, so yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, as Hops is fashioning the friendship bracelets, though, um, the person in the cave that you just saved um, kind of uh, steps out, and you can guys see that it's a Earth Genasi, and his clothes are very similar to Essen's clothes. Um... And so, Noor just kind of, like, silently panicking, just like, fuck, 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 oh god, it's happening, fucking the backstory's about to be revealed here, oh no. <laughs> but then, but then, uh, Morgan and Juliet suss him out immediately, like, who are you? <laughs> just yeah, pointing our weapons out at him. Weapons. <laughs> yeah. Dude fucking like raises both of his hands to defend himself, like, hey, just chill, chill, I swear, like, uh, I'm just out here collecting, like, materials and stuff like that, and, uh, grabbing, um, firewood, uh, for my inn, um, as a thank you for, like, saving me, like, uh, I could get you, like, free room board in my inn and stuff like that, and then he also mentions, like, oh, and if you want, like, something else then, um, a, I can give you guys a, um, uh, a magic tattoo, um, and, uh, if you guys help me clear out the hot springs of these weird, um, water creatures, and so, like, uh, you guys are immediately like, oh, what the hell does, like, the, the magic tattoo do? And I describe, <laughs> because it's a cure wound spell with a, uh, a range of touch, so I said the wrong words here, because I said, <laughs> Jizo touches himself to heal, so, and then everyone started laughing. <laughs> imagine this if you would. We ask, what is your name? And I hear, G, I don't, and then something else, but because I think your mic dropped out or something. I'm like, his name's mm. Jesus? He's an earth yeah. genasi who just arose from a cave and touched himself to heal? It's Jesus? Yeah. Jesus emerges from the cave. Happy Easter, everyone. <laughs> Happy Easter. <laughs> 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 anyway... Yeah, so after Izzy, um, damned herself <laughs> to hell after saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Jizo, God, I forgot to say Jesus. Jizo, uh, <laughs> shows you guys that the, the magic tattoo basically, like, it allows you to cast Cure Wounds once per day, which is kind of nice, because you mooks kind of, uh, go down pretty often. <laughs> who, who is you mooks? Because I'm pretty sure it's just me. Um, I mean... Yes. <laughs> I ended up getting the tattoo later on. Just, just letting you know, guys. Um. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah. Which is actually ironic, cause like it's it's weird that you, they gave you the tattoo because like if you go down, you can't use the tattoo on yourself. So like, you know what? You know what? Just <laughs> wouldn't just, that actually be the worst person to give it to? <laughs> you know what? You know what? Just just let me have this, okay? <laughs> let me have this. Anyway. Oh my god. Um. um so Jesus was like, yeah, uh, if you guys can help me, uh, you know, clear out these water creatures or whatever for my hot springs, then, uh, yeah, it'll, that'd be sick. And we're like, 
okay, uh, we still don't like you. And then he's like, oh, wait, I have a bar. And then Juliet was immediately on board. Um, so we start heading out there. And um, as we're going to this inn, you describe like uh, these um, um, hot springs are like frozen over. Yes, but before that, I think that um, Jizo and Essen talked a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because like Essen was kind of curious, like, how much do you know about my backstory here? How much is she from trying to mess with me? <laughs> um, so I kind of describe as I say, like, uh, oh, like, um, Jizo says that he is, uh, he's not from the same country that uh, Essen is from. Um, his parents were from there, and, uh, but uh, his parents moved out of the country uh, to the western half of the continent. So Jizo hasn't really like been around that culture too much. He knows like of it from what his parents have told him, but like he, he doesn't really know like the the day to day happenings and any of like the key movers and shakers um, in, in the home country. Um, and so um, Essen kind of satisfies his answers like okay. Um, but like Jesus still kind of asking like a couple of questions and stuff like like how have things been. Um, Essen kind of like uh, awkwardly like yeah no like uh, things have been all right. Um, kind of like uh, relaying a, a few stories uh, about his um, home of Lenore. Um, and at this point, yeah, then you guys um, crested upon the hot springs and saw that like these weird water creatures have frozen the hot springs up. Yeah, and um. I think at that point, I was on my last uh, exhaustion. Like, I had three, mm -hmm. and now I was down to one. And um, everyone's like, okay, yeah, let's go have Juliet rest up, and then we can go fight him. Haha, <laughs> wrong. So Hops immediately starts heading over to the hot springs, and Essen used, uh, what was it? Um, levitate. Levitate on Hops, yeah. so that way um, Hops couldn't be able to get away. Well, I don't know what the roles were. Was it, like, acrobatics or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was acrobatics, and Hops is, in fact, a monk. Um, so Hops was very easily able to use the levitate to get over the fence even easier than she would be normally. Um, as she's able to just, like, start dragging herself, like, uh, up with, like, um, just climbing up the fence. And so Essen immediately panics as soon as Hops is at the top of the fence and stops levitate. Um, because, uh, he, he doesn't want Hops to just be, like, floating, uh, just above, like, the range of these creatures and, like, have the creatures just be able to just, like, smack her about. Um, and so, uh, Hops falls, and again, because she's a monk, is able to fall on the other side of the fence, um, and is now in the hot springs. And so, Hops, uh, the only way she really knows how to heal herself is that, uh, because she needs to be submerged in hour, in water for an hour a day, um, she, uh, basically was like, oh, if I jump into the hot springs, I can heal myself better. Um, completely ignoring the water monsters <laughs> as she tries to jump into one of the pools. Um, and so, like, uh, she jumps into one of the, the, the freezing pools, uh, the water monster's, like, hissing at her, and she's like, okay, I know exactly what Hops is going to do to defuse the situation, as Hops decides to shine her lights into the monster's eyes, pissing it off, and having you guys roll initiative. Yep. <laughs> yep. That was fun. 
Yeah, so everyone else is on the other side of the fence, and I fully expected, like, oh, you guys are gonna, like, rest up or go into, like, the normal way. But, like, no, so all of you guys started from fucking off-screen. Boondock uses, uh, their satyr legs to fucking, like, vault over the fence and, like, uh, start Boondock attacking Boondock is also monsters. six foot five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, so Boondock's very easily able to fucking vault over it. Um... He, he fucking just like clears it like a high jump without yep. any sort of like um yeah uh meanwhile though morgan juliet and essen they still need to like take a turn to kind of climb up the fence or under the fence um yeah morgan so... went under i just like vaulted over it because you know rogue and then i yeah. think essen just kind of floated over it i think essen had to climb because uh, oh. he didn't have any levitate oh right, um, right. Um, yeah um so, uh, Hops at this point, like, uh, get, gets attacked by, like, one of the water monsters and, like, is, is struggling to fight against it because, like, all she wants to do is just, like, hide in the pool. Um, so Boondock then, uh, starts trying to, like, swipe these creatures as the rest of you guys finally manage to wiggle your way into the hot springs. Um, um, yeah, people start, uh, fucking blasting, um. I believe that uh, Morgan started using uh, lightning shots because it's like, oh, it's water. Um, it worked really well because like um, the, the, these creatures um, uh, basically got hit by it very easily. Um, but anytime that uh, Morgan used one of the lightning shots because the creature was also made of water, the pool that the creature was in would also like electrify um, during the shot. Um, yeah, so the, the fighting continues a little bit more. One of the water weirds, I think, like, tries to strangle Boondock and, like, drag them underwater. Um, Boondock's fucking, like, fuzz, furiously trying to fight against it and eventually, like, um, Crocodile Dundee's his way into just, like, fucking, like, a, into a death roll with the monster. Yeah. Um, grabs his animated rope, um, brings it around the neck of the the water monster and begins to try and just like drag it out of the water um i then looked at the the water monster stat blocks apparently if it goes out of the water it immediately dies um so boondock uh keeps like dragging the monster and it's just this like long uh snake-like creature and the creature just keeps like stretching and stretching and eventually it just pops um as water just kind of splashes all over, and the, the the water monster fucking explodes. Um. <laughs> and I believe Boondock, during this, straight up just, like, um, yelled out, uh, let me see the exact quote here. Ahem. <clears throat> Head him up and move him out, jumps into the water, giddy, giddy up, up, then strangled the water dragon before dragging it out. Yeah. <laughs> we finally got the giddy up. Yep. Oh, man. Um, I think Juliet also got, like, almost drowned by one of the monsters. Probably. As, it's as a she's wont to do. You know, um, yeah. I. The running joke is I play a rogue as a tank and I shouldn't be, but, you know, it's fine. <laughs> oh, man. Um. Hops is also just still in the water with one of these creatures, and, like, Morgan's realizing that, like, Either he makes a shot with the lightning bolts, um, at, like, one of the creatures he's currently, like, trying to, like, uh, as Hops grappled, um, and, like, if he makes a shot with the lightning shot, he might also hit, like, Hops with it, um, I think he actually, like, went through with it, because, uh, Hops' player is like, oh, I should have enough health, everything's fine, um, 
takes the damage and like uh Oz player is like okay that was probably more damage than i was anticipating there um as hops is now very very low on health yeah yeah um, but didn't hops manage to finally like defeat something for the first time wasn't it one of the water yeah. dragons yeah mm -hmm. yeah um the hops thankfully with very low hp manages to to flick her tongue out and uh take like the the orb that's in one of these creatures and like flick it out of it defeating the creature um as she splashes into the pool yeah first kill for hops heck yeah um yeah Boondock fucking, like, the, the bloodlust just going directly to their head is just immediately diving into another pool, trying to strangle another creature and drag it out of the water <laughs> with this newfound power <laughs> yeah. they now have. Yeah. Boondock then, like, uh, strangles the second water dragon, <laughs> finally feeling happiness for one of the first times in their life. <laughs> Jeez. Um, as they say, like, well... Guess that's all of them, as all of you guys are now soaked and just like absolutely freezing. <laughs> um, while we were doing that, or once we finally finished, Morgan found the backup generator for the hot springs and managed to fix it, so that way the hot springs could like you know become a hot springs again. And mm -hmm. um, while that was happening, uh, when Hops defeated that uh, water dragon, water serpent, whatever water thing um mm -hmm. she found like this marble like thing and immediately she starts diving into the pools getting all of these marble things and i was like hell yeah and just puts them in her mouth you know so hops had mm -hmm. finally found her marbles um mm -hmm. that was great and so mm -hmm. juliet and hops decide to fucking survivor man sit next to one of the de-thawing hot springs both of them hurt and both of them shivering because it's fucking freezing mm -hmm. out waiting for the hot springs to warm up and everyone's like dude you know this is gonna take a while right and they're like shut up it's fine we'll just wait yeah <laughs> i was seriously considering like do i just like make them roll constitution saves and give them more levels of exhaustion for just like sitting in this freezing bond i'm like no this is supposed to be the chill cool episode <laughs> yeah okay anyway so while we were chilling out there, um, everyone else went inside to, like, get changed and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Um. And, uh, I believe that, uh, as they were changing, um, you two who are still in the hot springs, um, see a woman who uh, is approaching you. Um, she seems to be kind of, like, cleaning up the hot springs a little bit and stuff like that, trying to, you know, get the, the monster goop out of it and such. Um. And, I pulled uh, my as, as she... my pulled my uh, sword out on her like who are you now? Yeah, and uh, the woman immediately like raises her hands and just like oh uh, I'm I'm Jizo's wife. Um, I, my name's Lorelai. Um, and kind of explains like um, uh, she was just mainly here to just kind of clean up a little bit and like you know get the hot springs ready. That <laughs> um, because you know they're not quite ready to be satin quite yet. You two immediately ignored her, and she's like, "Okay, I guess you can wait in there if you want. You guys at least want like towels to like warm yourselves up and stuff." <laughs> and you know what we did? So Hops just takes a towel and puts it around herself over her clothes and just plops in the water. And I was like, "Okay." I just stripped down because I don't think Julia has much shame in her body or yeah. anything. <laughs> Pull the tower around myself and plop down right in the fucking water with her. 
But, um, she's like, okay, uh, fucking weirdos. And uh, she didn't say that, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what she was thinking. Mentally, um, yeah. Mentally, yeah. Um, but she was trying to, like, make it, like, look prettier and stuff like that as the fucking hot springs finally started warming up and we were like, ah, oh, yes, nice. Um, she brought out this basket with sakura petals in it. And are sakura petals only pertaining to my homeland or also essence? Um... Both of your homelands. Okay. So, basically, we're from the east. Um, and she starts sprinkling, like, all of these petals, like, all over the, like, empty uh, hot springs. And I was like, please do not put that in there. And she's like, okay. And Hops, noticing me being upset over these little petals, starts to fucking pack and eat the petals that come near me in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that was adorable. It was so cute. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, Ops is just like pack panning around. Um, meanwhile, the uh, after drying themselves off, the, the guys are like, "Oh, maybe we should like um, follow uh, them in and just you know, because um, the hot spring should actually be like properly ready by now." Um, and then I believe that um, Essen and uh, Boondock uh, went to go change in the gender neutral. Um, uh, changing room as uh, Morgan went to the uh, guys changing room mm -hmm. um, yeah and so as um, Essen and Boondock are changing Essen eventually kind of reveals uh, one of uh, a, a bit of a secret that uh, well um, they uh, were born in the wrong body um, and so as they kind of like uh, re reveal that um, they change into um uh, a towel, uh, as Boondock also gets into a towel, and head over to you two in the hot springs. Um, as you guys see what, uh, looks like a Genasi woman, um, walking towards you guys. Yeah. Do you want to explain this next part? <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, so basically, all of us finally got to the same pool, and none of us knew who the fuck Essen was except for Boondock. We're like, who the hell's this? And... Uh, it's it's S and you fucking idiots and we're like, oh, what's up? Like, <laughs> I feel like none of us really care much about gender. Hops especially. I don't think Hops has the concept of, like, that kind of thing. But honestly, yeah. I don't think... I think all of us are close enough now, like, all of the adventures that we've been on thus far. We didn't really give a shit. And S and even was like, I just wanted to show you guys this because we are technically a family now and um, this is, like, big for me. And we're like, all right, cool. And he's like, what? And we're like, yeah, cool, whatever. Because mm -hmm. I feel yeah, like if we so made, nice. like, yeah, I feel like if we made, like, a huge deal about it, it would just make Essen even more uncomfortable. So I was like, yeah, cool, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so um, you, you guys have been chilling in the hot springs. You guys kind of, like, um, yeah. I, I think you guys looked over at Boondock first, and, like, um, as you guys, like, looked over at Boondock, Boondock's, like covered in scars um they're not exactly like especially dexterous and they're not like very good at like getting out of the way so they've taken like a lot of like um uh gunshots to the mm -hmm. body just over the years um and so um the as you guys kind of like point at boondock scars they kind of like ask like oh like uh, how the hell did you get those anyways um as boondock kind of explains like yeah now i'm in um yeah growing up in hope's landing especially after becoming sheriff like you, you you go out on these missions and like you 
like occasionally you just get shot up but like you know i always got was able to at least you know ride back to town ma would patch me up uh, as best as she could um and went into like a very specific story about uh one-eyed johnson who gave him a, a scar on um, his armpit yeah by his armpit Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so um, even though the guy only had one eye, just a legendary marksman and just like uh, was able to manage to just like wing Boondock before Boondock managed to get him good. Um, yeah, and after uh, Boondock started explaining there, all of you guys started going around telling each other uh, your scar stories. <laughs> so, actually, that did happen, but I think Hops was the one who noticed... Um, the scars on Juliet's back first and pointed them out and she was like uh, I don't want to talk about it and Boondock was like tell you what I'll let you pick one of my scars and I'll tell you the story if you tell me yours that's why I mentioned the armpit so I was like who the hell shot yeah. you in the armpit um, mm -hmm. so basically Juliet has these three long claw marks like from the like the bot like her tailbone all the way up to like the bottom of her neck um, and she kind of turned and showed them all like this is a huge ass scar going down her back and she's like i got these from fighting my mom and everyone's like what the fuck your mom's a bitch i'm like i know right <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i said much after that i think i just said yeah they were from my mom that's it mm, yeah but like the party definitely like heard the implications of like the very tenuous relationship in quote unquote uh with your mom yeah um yeah, I believe Hops kind of like uh, was like, oh, everyone else has cool scar stories, but I don't have anything. Well, then um, we asked her like, where do you have a scar? And she holds up like a, like her arm or something, and it's like the tiniest little scar. And we're, and uh, Boondock is the one who's like, oh, you got this from killing that uh, water dragon, and uh, you, you were so brave. And we're like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Hops just absolutely elated. Um, yeah, uh, Morgan's believe, was like, the uh, best. Yeah, I, I think when Essen next, Essen kind of explained like, yeah, no, they they basically got a couple scars like fighting bandits and stuff like that. Um, I don't think it was a huge story with that one, or might be misremembering. Mm -hmm. If you can remember, Morgan Morgan's was the best though. <laughs> yeah, and then Morgan's, you can go ahead. He, basically, uh, hold on, I have to look it up in quotes because it was so fucking funny. So basically, Morgan he has like this tiny scar, like I think on his on his like forehead or something i can't remember it was on his face somewhere and we're like what's that from and he's like there was a chair i ran into a chair that was it and we fucking lost it it was so fucking funny <laughs> yeah i know i think Essen chimed in just like solemnly nodded just like mm, chairs are dangerous Morgan's like right they should be outlawed or regulated or something they should be regulated <laughs> <laughs> oh that was a real good one um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys kind of uh, laugh it off, and um, after, like, um, sharing in the hot springs and swapping stories, um, I kind of describe, like, the, the physical scars are always going to kind of just be a part of you guys uh, for a very long time, but, like, you feel like just a lot of, like, from, from this, like, hot spring experience, just a lot of, like, your emotional scars are kind of starting to heal up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, as all of you, um, the felt renewed, um, Juliet lost her last level of exhaustion, and, uh, everyone then got advantage on charisma checks, uh, all the Which, way until Soliana. <laughs> yeah, and that bit you right in the ass, didn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, it did. I didn't think you would make so many uh, charisma checks and <laughs> because it was mostly supposed to be like very combat oriented. <laughs> but no. That's what you think. But no. Um <laughs> Anyway, so we head back inside and we were like, "Hey, Jizo, what's up?" And he's like, "Oh, hey, don't worry. Um I'm making dinner for everybody. So if you guys want to go like chill in the bar and Juliet's like, "Yes, a bar." <laughs> So we yeah. head inside and we're all chilling around and um, all of a sudden there is another satyr, but like an actual yeah. satyr, not Boondock satyr. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so the, the satyr kind of like pokes Boondock in the side and just like as soon as Boondock like turns to look, uh, the satyr just pointing to their horns and then pointing to Boondock's horns, just like, eh, eh, eh. Um, and Boondock just, like, very confused, like, points at their horns and goes, Eh? Um, as the, the satyr immediately just like, Bro, holy shit, I can't believe I'm meeting another satyr right now. Um, and so, traditionally satyrs are, like, v d dumb fucking himbos. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, like, a, a lot of them are just, like, you know, fucking, like, party frat boys who are just kind of, like, uh, traveling. Um... And so, like, uh, <laughs> um, I, I think Morgan just immediately suspect about fucking everything, like, immediately points Pulls out gun. a gun, yeah. <laughs> and we were all like, well, uh. <laughs> yeah. Dude's kind of trying to play it off, just like, whoa, that's kind of like a wild thing to go to there. Um, and I think Juliet was just like, yeah, because you might be trying to fuck us here. Um, and <laughs> I have a satyr fucking immediately respond, like, hey, 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 I'm not trying to fuck anyone unless it's consensual. Yeah. <laughs> and then Hops tried to bite the satyr's neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and fucking Boondock was, like, defending this poor innocent man, and we were like, ah! And you, you know what's funny? You even were gonna put it in another fucking satyr as the bartender, and you were like, no, never mind, it's Jesus' wife. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, Lorelai, seeing all of this shit, and I start ordering drinks for everybody, because in real life, I am, I was actually a bartender, so I do know drinks, and, uh, I was ordering just, you know, some basic drinks, and Lorelai hands Morgan a drink. It was like a rum and coke or something like that. And the glass drops from his hand and it doesn't break. And just as you are about to start explaining something like why you think that didn't break, yeah. I pick up the glass and fucking slam it against the wall and it fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> You know, uh, it was literally, the, the order of events was like, okay, so the glass um, hits the ground, however, it doesn't shatter. And Lorelai says, oh, that's, I want to pick up the glass and shatter it against the wall. <laughs> and I fucking was so Juliet fucking does, suspicious. <laughs> Juliet does, <laughs> slams it against the wall, the glass fucking breaks into a million pieces, Lorelai's fucking shook. Um, <laughs> and just kind of, just like, why did you do that? I know, it was weird. I well, thought it was yeah, cursed, it was... okay? I was like, oh shit, it was poison or something. Yeah. Maybe the glass was haunted, and like, it, and Lorelai's explains, like, I don't think the glass was haunted, like, it, the only thing that happens, though, like, if you drop a glass and, like, um, it, it hits the ground without, um, it breaking, it means that you're, like, a lucky person. That's just a minor superstition we have here, but I guess, like, I don't know if I count still. Yeah, and, like, we were like, The only oh. thing I was trying to do with that was just... The only thing I was trying to do with that was play off the idea that, like, Morgan has the lucky trait, um, 
perhaps. As a halfling. Yeah. And so, like, uh, I was literally just trying to kind of, like, how does that work in-game, you know? Um, and, and so, like, that, that was all I was trying to do, but you guys are so fucking shook that you were just like, nope, fucking smashing the glass, weapons out, something's happening, the glass yeah. is legion. Yep. <laughs> like, okay, I'm, me and Hobson as it cleaned it, though. And, um, mm. at that point, um, Lorelai was like, hey, why don't I maybe, uh, calm your nerves a little bit by reading you tarot cards, and... Yeah. Y'all seem a little superstitious. <laughs> yeah, so, me in real life, Izzy in real life, actually does read tarot cards, so I was like, okay, uh, okay, I wanna see where this goes. <laughs> yeah, and, so, um, um... Go for it, sorry. Yeah, so basically, I, I, I researched into tarot cards just, like, a, a decent amount there, um... Because I figured, like, oh, this would be, like, a cool thing to kind of show, like, um, maybe some hints about, like, what could happen in your guys' arcs that I've kind of already had planned out without giving you too much detail about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I planned something out for Morgan, I'm like, mm, if I plan something out for Morgan, everyone's gonna fucking ask me for these. So immediately yep. before the session started, I immediately, like, panicked and fucking, like, okay, how do I, like, uh, set up tarot readings for everyone? So Morgan was up first. Um... You didn't put Morgans in here. I didn't. I didn't put Morgans in here. I made you a terrible fool. mistake. God damn it! Dude. Now you have to cut all of this out. Mm. Oh God, it was on the other page. That's where it was. Way to go. Classic. It's, it's ruined. <laughs> <clears throat> there it Pass is. On the top. I get that sounds. So, um, I designed tarot cards then. Um, I believe uh, Morgan was up first. Um, so, as uh, Lorelai picked out the three cards, she said, like, explained, like, okay, so this represents your past, your present, and your future. Um, so she flips over the past um, and says that this represents creation. And basically, it's the like, magician. Uh, Morgan. Just saying. Hmm? What? It's the magician. Oh, sorry. It is the magician. Yeah, sorry. It was the magician uh, representing creation. Um, and so Morgan sought to achieve something, and by his own powers, he kind of made his goals happen. As Morgan kind of explains, like, yeah, no, I'm a, kind of like a bit of an engineer. I make, like, guns and stuff like that. Um, present. It was the tower. Um, as Izzy's mildly <laughs> freaking out. So, the tower and... is the worst fucking card you can get out of all of the goddamn tarot. Like, and Shiva was just going off of the major arcana, and I'm like, you picked the tower for fucking Morgan? Okay, buddy, continue. <laughs> yeah, um... And so I said, it represents disaster, and so, like, it also can represent, like, a loss of pride in yourself, but also a loss of, like, innocence, or someone else kind of betraying your trust. Um, and Morgan goes on to explain, like, yeah, no, a lot of people have betrayed my trust, especially, like, my dad. Like, it, it's not been great. Um, and for the future, it was reverse temperance, um, which represents extremes. So... There may be an incredibly difficult choice that Morgan needs to make uh, in his journey in the future up ahead, um, which we've now kind of gotten to. It wasn't oh. exactly a huge decision, but I think it was a pretty big one. Got it. I understand now. Oh, mm -hmm. 
Wow, yeah. it's like you planned this out, Shiva. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. <laughs> I understand. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And so everyone else immediately is just like, oh, well, we also want our tarot cards right now. I'm like, and, and uh, Boondock's player was immediately just like, uh, fucking like, yeah, she even just gonna like start panicking now because he doesn't know all these things prepared. I'm like, oh, I absolutely do have these things prepared. Of course I knew you guys were going to ask about this shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I went to the next one was, um, Essen. Essen. Um, the past was the reversed hangman, um, which represents sacrifice. Um, either a needless sacrifice you made or some kind of fear of sacrifice. Um, and Essence kind of goes a little bit like quiet at that one. It's just kind of like contemplative. Um, next was the present, which was the lovers, representing unity and bond. Perhaps there was someone uh, recently that Essence had become close with, as Essence just like immediately starts blushing. <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> um, Essence then really kind of panicking about the future because, like, he expects something to be really bad that's coming up up ahead for him. Mm -hmm. But um, as uh, Lorelai flips over, it's the reverse hermit um, representing guidance. So there may be a time where you're uncertain of the way to go forward and you rely on the bonds you've made to help guide you. Um, and Essence actually kind of relieved about that one um, because, you know... He was really expecting something a whole lot worse to be predicted in his future. Um, I think, Juliet, uh, you went then? I called these things magic um, cards, because I was like, because I, I highly fucking doubt Juliet knows anything there is about tarot at all. I mean, mm -hmm. probably in her homeland there would be like oracles or something, but nothing like this. So she's like, okay, yeah. read my magic cards, lady. And she's like, okay, uh, your past is the reverse chariot. So there was a time in your life where you had lack of control over your life. And she was like, fuck, okay, shut the fuck up and continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, the present, also the lovers. And she's like, ah, okay, just skip that one. Skip, <laughs> skip that one. I don't want to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, as Lorelai just wiggling her eyebrows aggressively like, oh, oh, I see what's going on here. <laughs> she was like, shut the fuck up. Um, now, this threw me for a fucking loop because I was just like, oh, okay. So the, the future um, was, at first it was the reverse devil which, uh, like, representing freedom, you have the opportunity to break the shackles of your life, your bonds will help you through this experience, da-da-da-da, and I was like, oh, sick. But then, as Lorelai went to go pick up the card, it flipped to the upright devil, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> basically, it was like, yeah, if you keep, like, feeding into your, um, instincts and feeding into your addictions, um, bad things are gonna happen. And I was just like, yeah. Oh, and so I thought immediately, oh, my drinking problem. But then I'm like, actually, I don't think that has gotten us into any bad situations yet. But I think yeah. all the, all, everything else has. <laughs> it was more about like impu impulses, um, because I, I think your impulses have gotten you guys into a little bit of trouble um, Just a, a few bit. times now. <laughs> Just a little. A lot. Yeah. Um. I think Boondock kind of just, like, laughed at that and just kind of said, hmm, impulses. <laughs> um, I, I think actually Boondock went next and Hops went last. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So, 
boondock um as they kind of like walk up like oh you guys playing poker deal me in as they slap down a fucking gold coin on the table and have Lorelai explain like no no this is more like a fortune reading and stuff like that and uh boondocks again just like deal me in then yeah okay gold on the table um Lorelai once again hands it back and says, like, no, 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 okay, I'm going to uh, place out three cards, and you can't touch them, and, and I need to flip them over, all right? Um, Lorelai places down the three cards, Boondock immediately reaches for one, <laughs> Lorelai <laughs> slaps their hand away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then Lorelai goes on to explain, um, in the past, Reverse Emperor, it represents control, um, you feel like you need to have control of life in some way to the point of hurting yourself or others. And what's also interesting about the Reverse Emperor is it also represents fatherhood and father figures in general. Yep. Hmm. Ouch. <laughs> Big ouch. Um, present was death as I, and I had Lorelai immediately go like, okay, everyone calm down, calm down. It's like, I'm assuming like all of you guys just immediately started like reaching for your weapons. <laughs> I mean, is he? No. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Death. But Julia, absolutely. Ah. Mm, yeah. Um, and so death represents the end. You recently closed like a chapter in your life. Um, and so like uh, Bunda kind of mumbles out something like, oh, mm, the, the whole thing with Lucky. Um, and the future is the sun, um, representing joy. So while that chapter in your life is over, you can find happiness if you continue to look forward and seek joy. Um, Man, where is that? So... Where Where is that, Shubham? Because right now, where we're at, hmm, don't see it. <laughs> oh, hmm. man. Hmm. Maybe it's the future or future. The future or future. Ah, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Okay. And then kind of just like, oh, that went better than I expected. <laughs> the future or future. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, Hops went. Um, first up, Reverse Hierophant, representing Rebellion. Um, she's never been afraid to see the world in her own way as Hops blinks one eye and then the other. Um, present is the star, representing faith. The universe has blessed you with new powers and opportunities, as Hops blinks one eye, then the other. And then, the world, representing the end of a journey. You'll understand something new about yourself or the world through your new blessings, as Hops blinks one eye, then the other. <laughs> That's still kind of like, up in the air a little bit, that last one. Because I think mm -hmm. what you planned, which we'll talk about later, um, was supposed to make a bigger impact, and I fucked it up because I couldn't explain it really well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, so finally after all the tarot cards are read, we finally sit down and eat some food, which is from uh, Juliet and Essence Homeland, and we're like, yes! Thank God! And what's funny is we all got to sit around Kotatsu's, and if you know anything about like Asian culture, uh, Kotatsu's are like these tiny tables with like uh, these thick, heavy blankets over them, so that way, like, you can put your legs underneath it and be warm, like in the winter. And these are tiny tables. Uh, Boondock is six five. Boondock cannot mm -hmm. sit at this table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think Boondock called it the halfling table. Yes. And <laughs> oh, no, yes. Morgan called it a halfling table, and Boondock's like, mm, yes, this makes sense. Mm -hmm. So we started to eat, um, drink some sake, play some mahjong, yeah. and fucking bullshit bets. I can't stop taking because I'm stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah. What was even what was even the bet? It was Essen and Juliet was playing a game of mahjong, and Essen's like, "Tell you what, let's have another bet." And she's like, "Fuck yeah! If I win, you have to pay my entire tab for the next tavern or something like that." I don't remember what I said, and uh, Essen was like, "Fine, but if I win, you have to sleep in my bed tonight." And I was like, <gasps> "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was that one was spicier than it sounded. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I was like, "Fucking deal!" And I lost. Uh, yep. <laughs> again. Um, yeah, so, uh, also during that night, though, um, yeah, so you guys also, like, made, like, hot pot and stuff like that, and, mm -hmm. like, Boondock was, uh, and Morgan were very confused, like, oh, food's not done. <laughs> yeah, and we were like, no, you have to, you have to cook the food, and they're like, what? What? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, cook the, cook the food? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you, you guys fix meals for everyone, um. And then, uh, I, I believe it, uh, a little bit after dinner then, Jizo and Essen also started talking for a little bit, just like, mm -hmm. as, as, um, Juliet was, uh... Drunk. Drunkenly trying to teach, uh, Morgan and Boondock how to play Mahjong. Morgan just <laughs> built, like, a cool little house out of the Mahjong pieces, that's what I can remember out yeah. of that. <laughs> Boondock was just going, just like... <laughs> the stupidest moves, like, reaching over and, like, turning one of... <laughs> This is Morgan's an elite pieces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Both of them just trying to stack their pieces higher to see who wins. It's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. As those shenanigans are going out in the background, um uh yeah, Jesus kind of like explaining just like, oh like uh talking about like, everything that's been like going on in like uh Lenore and stuff like that is um uh Essence kind of explaining the latest latest gossip and stuff like that, like oh like uh so and so, these two nobles like went off and eloped and stuff like that. Um etc etc. Um before he eventually then said something uh kind of important that um the um light uh effectively has fallen, um, in primordial, which Jizo kind of understands the the culture of Lenore, but doesn't quite understand it exactly. But he gets like the general gist of the idea and understands like this is kind of like a big thing that uh, he he's admitting to me. Um, the rest of you guys didn't quite pick that up though, so yeah, we eventually were all like... we'll get to that part of the traumatic backstory. Yeah, we were all just um, fucking around doing our own thing. We had no idea what the hell was going on. Mhm. Mm yeah. I, I, it was one of those things, like, this was uh, one of the, I want to say three times I tried to put stuff from, like, Essen's backstory in where Essen could, like, explain to you guys a little bit more of his backstory, but then never really got the opportunity, and so Essen's still secret. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, to this day, you guys still don't know Essen's backstory. Yep. Yeah, hopefully after this arc, you guys hopefully. should be able to... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys um, continue on drinking for a little bit as uh, uh, Lorelai uh, gives Jizo some more drinks and uh, gives Jizo a peck on the cheek. Um, as Jizo kind of explains, like, yeah, no, Lorelai's the love of my life. Um, and, like, you know, um, it is just kind of a little bit rough, though, because Lorelai is an elf and Jizo's an earth genasi. So, um, elves, of course, like, they live for way longer than Genasi do. Mm -hmm. um, and so Jizo kind of explains, like, yeah, no, I mean, it's a little rough, because, like, you know, one of these days, like, um, she'll still be here and I'll be gone. And it's kind of rough, just, like, you know, aging every single day while your wife just remains uh, exactly the same as she was. But, I mean, um, 
it's what it is. Um, and so Essen kind of like a inquires a little further, like, how do you deal with that sort of thing? Um, because Essen at this point is thinking that um, he maybe only has years left to live. And so uh, Jesus kind of like uh, laughs out and just says like, well, I think it's uh, borrowing worries from the future to think about it too much. I think all you can really focus on is the now and the good times you can share then. Um, and so Essence just kind of very contemplatively sipping his sake at that because A, um, he, he thinks he's going to die in a couple of years. And even if he doesn't, um, Jizo kind of said like, a, oh, you don't need to worry about this. I mean, you have the your tabaxi girlfriend um, because everyone still thinks that uh, Juliet's tabaxi. Yep. Um, and so like, uh, but Juliet's not a tabaxi. She's a kitsune. And so the exact same thing applies because even if um, Essence survives this, Essence is going to have tops 100 years. Juliet will probably survive for 500 or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hit you with the stats! <laughs> Oof. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed just, like, there was just two different scenes going on where it's just, like, Essen having this, like, dramatic realization, kind of realizing, like, I need to do, like, the most that I can right now. Um, as, like, Juliet's, like, drunkenly singing with Boondock in the corner. <laughs> playing Mahjong, yeah. but not actually playing Mahjong. Trying to get a uh, Mahjong piece out of Ops' mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Out of curiosity, like, how would have Juliet reacted to that information? Because has Juliet, like, realized that yet? I... You know what? I honestly don't think Juliet thinks, like, that. I think she also kind of doesn't worry about the past or the future too much, because, like, if she, like, stick... If she is stuck on the past, like, she's just gonna remember all the bad things that's happened to her, like, from... Her backstory but I don't think she worries too much about her future since she left because she's like I'm free now I can do whatever I want I'm I like I don't need to worry about things like that but just recently now she does so it's kind of a toss-up to be honest <laughs> yeah oh man mm -hmm. <laughs> I think in yes. that moment in time she did not think about anything like that mm-hmm Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be interesting to see if you guys eventually end up confronting that idea. Oof. <laughs> oof. Oof. Ow. <laughs> Sad times all around. Um, let's go over to something lighthearted then. Uh, everyone then uh, spends the night um, in the inn. Um, oh, can I clarify something real quick? Yes, so I, <laughs> I messaged uh, the person who plays S and I was like, hey, they didn't do anything, right? And, and she was like, no, 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 no. I think the only reason why he asked her to, like, be in the same room as him is because he he felt weird if he was alone in his room after he just explained, like, his biggest secret to all of you. And I was like, ah, oh, that makes sense. He's like, the most they probably did was hold hands while they slept. I'm like, oh, that's cute as shit. Alright, cool. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, in the morning, um, you guys all wake up, start eating some breakfast of, um, uh, I, I think it was, um, What's a Japanese egg egg dish? Uh, uh, Tango something. Something something. <laughs> Rolled up egg. Yeah. yeah. Um, you guys uh, chow down. Um, as Boondock uh, gets up in the morning, I kind of like. Uh, did, <laughs> does Boondock have like the wildest bedhead? Um, 
And uh, Boondock's player was like, no, 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 uh, Boondock always makes sure to like, as soon as they wake up, the hat is on and you cannot see the bed head. And so Izzy, being, yeah. you know, <laughs> the way she is, yeah. <laughs> her first impulse is, hmm, I'm going to steal their hat. Immediately. And so I did because I think um, this was like the first time Boondock ever drank a lot. What, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I think yeah. Boondock was actually the last one to get up, surprisingly. Um, yeah. So I yoink his hat, and he's like, bro, why? And I was like, dude, let me give you a haircut. And he's like, you know, no. Boondock's hair literally poofed out from under the hat. It it's was... like a giant bro. And he's like, mm-hmm. why would I trust you, of all fucking people, to give me a haircut? And I'm like, because I'm good at knives. And he's like, so I was like, please! And I'm like, I will annoy you until the day you die, until you let me give you a haircut. So, uh, finally, um, he manages to give me a haircut, and since this was a performance roll, I got advantage! Thank God, because, like, the first roll I had was, like, a three or something. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was, I was so hoping you'd get, like, a three or something, and Boondock would just have to, like, just have a fucking fuck-me-up fam haircut for all the way until Soliana. <laughs> but I actually did pretty well. You, you look at Queen now. I'm like, Juliet the barber out here, cutting hair, whatever. Um, but now yeah. we can see Boondock's eyes. And I think we decided it was baby blue color, but I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, um... I had a joke with Boondock's player, like, if Boondock ever cuts the hair in front of their eyes, I'll give them a plus one to their ranged weapons because they can finally see. And I decided that, yes, as Boondock can finally see the light of day for the first time, you now get a plus one to all of your ranged attacks. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yep. Oh my god. (laughs) So I was like, yes, let's go! And then, um... I think then we, uh, I asked, uh, Laura, like, like, hey, where did you get those magic cards? Like, where can I get some of those? And she's like, oh, yeah, there's, like, this, uh, there's, like, this magic shop, like, not too far from here. You can probably go and get some. And I was like, sick, let's go. Um, <laughs> I don't think anything monumental happened after that, other than us going and seeing where we could find the magic cards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um. Should we cut it here then, and then just explain the rest of this part, or do you want to explain the rest of this part now, and then just go in the uh, the next dungeon all in one episode? Uh, I think we could just explain the the up until we ran away from the hag, and then start from okay. there to the dungeon. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So. um... Yeah, you guys then uh, headed out, um, Lorelai marked a place in the map, and basically like, uh, oh, it's not too far away from here, um, and as, like, the, the place was marked out, like, um, I had a plan in mind for something that, uh, could have happened, um, but, uh, we'll, we'll get to that after we talk about exactly what happened, um, so, you guys show up, um, at the magic item shop, and... You find this, like, uh, this tiny little hut with chicken legs. And that wasn't a hint at all. Just, you know, just ignore it. It's totally fine. Nothing at all. Mm -hmm. Um, you you guys enter the little hut. It's this tiny little, like, uh, shop that has, like, uh, spell scrolls and, um, tiny little magic items and stuff. Um, 
Yeah, and so um, you, you can buy a tarot deck, but it's uh, 800 gold, I believe, or something like that. And Juliet currently has, uh, let me calculate, zero, I wanted to say? Yep, I had zero monies because I had to give it all away to uh, Lucky because I broke the law. Uh, anyway, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah. in my mind, I was like, hmm, I could take these, but mm -hmm. I feel like and something bad I was also thinking... I was also thinking, what happens if you take these? But, as I was like, hmm, I have no gold, I was like, I was about to barter with this woman for anything else that I fucking had that wasn't gold. But as I was about to do that, Hops' Hops's player was like, why don't you just trade with Hops? You know, she doesn't really care about money, and I was like, oh, you're right! And Hops has yeah. like, what, 800 gold on her or something? So I was like, hey, mm -hmm. Hops, yeah. Uh, you want to trade? Okay, what do you have? Because Hops is a merchant. Duh, this makes sense. I was like, okay, here we go. I pull out one Maltop that we made. <laughs> She's like, okay, keep going. And I'm like, two Maltops that I made. <laughs> okay. And, <laughs> and then I pulled out this, the romance novel that I got from from the uh, steamy romance novel the, you got the steamy romance novel that i stole from the uh secretary in uh hope's land <laughs> mm -hmm. and hops is like oh my god i've seen you read that like two times i need it yes absolutely as you guys perform the trade and you give your goddaughter porn okay listen here hops can't read so it's okay that's <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> but you get your 800 gold um and you, you buy your thing fair and square and as you're buying i kind of mention like oh um this woman um she has like a lot of wrinkles and stuff on her face like it's it's not like uh just a whole lot of wrinkles but like it's it's enough that it's fairly noticeable she looks on like on the older side and you want to explain what you did next no no, I think you should explain. No, I think I'm gonna <laughs> So, Juliet sees, hmm, yes, wrinkles, and immediately, immediately says, holy shit, you're old. <laughs> Yo. Boondock immediately just like, Juliet, you can't just say that, as the woman just looks hurt, like, why would you say that? Um, okay, so, like, uh, okay, hold on. In my defense, this is mm -hmm. something Juliet would totally fucking say, because, yes. like, she has she has no fucking filter on herself, mm -hmm. okay? So, in, in Kitsune, uh, uh, what the fuck is the Culture. word I want to say? Yeah. Culture, yes. Being old, and even in Asian culture, being old is a great thing because it means like you've lived a long life, you are prospering right now, like good on you. And I was like, holy shit, you're old. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, great job. And she's like, yeah. What the and fuck? then she said, I'm 30, what the hell? <laughs> well, you said that, and that made me even more fucking suspicious. I was like, wait a minute, she's 30 and she looks this old? Okay. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> while I was like kind of stewing on that, because I was like, that's fucking suspicious. Why is she 30 and looks this fucking old? But okay. Um, everybody else uh, made their per. Well, I bought my tarot card, which I bought mm -hmm. my tarot card, yes. I want to say. Um, mm -hmm. 
And everybody else bought their wares. So Morgan got a magic gauntlet. So basically this gauntlet can uh, change somebody's role from a nat 1 to a nat 20. Um, how, how many times can you use it? Like three times a day or something like that? Three times a day. Yeah. And uh, I also had the uh, shopkeeper mention like, yeah, it's got some kind of secondary effect to it. So, you know, it's kind of a little weird. I'd be a little cautious about that item. But Morgan's like, yeah, no, it still seems worth it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Boondock um, got two scrolls. Um, yes. One was a fine familiar scroll, and the other scroll was secret. Yeah, we didn't catch that. At least mm -hmm. I didn't catch that. I was like, eh, cool, whatever. Um, from there, uh, I think that, uh, Essen was just like, okay, we everyone's made their purchases, then I'm taking hops, I'm going to the car, um... No, Essen said I gotta go start outside. the cart. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go fucking wait outside with hops cause everyone else come out here when you're done embarrassing me. <laughs> yeah. I think I think he picked up Morgan and Hops and was heading out to the car and Boondock yeah. was like, I am not leaving Julia alone in this fucking <laughs> shop and I'm like, Good choices, good choices were yes. made here. Um mm -hmm. so basically went to the back to wash her face. Um, yeah, because she you felt know, bad. You insulted her to your face. Yeah, I did that. But and then there was um, a bell. <laughs> Yes. And then you immediately, your immediate first thought was, I want to steal the bell. And then I'm like, are you sure? Sure, you can, but I'm, I mean, is, is this the thing you're going to steal? Yeah, yeah, you made me really sus every single time. I'm like, mm, maybe I should steal this. And I was like, you know what? Never mind, because no, you're making me super sus about everything in the store, so I'm not going to touch shit. Uh... <laughs> But then you didn't start to just like ding the bell and she's like, yeah, hold on, give me a minute. And then you ding the bell again, like, yeah, hold on, give me a minute. And you started digging the bell aggressively. Yeah. As you can just hear the longest of sighs. Yeah, I'm annoying, guys. <laughs> so I'm dinging this bell a million times and Boondock like puts his hand over mine and he's like, fucking stop. And I was like, eh, we're holding hands. And he's like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Juliet's the worst. I know, I love her. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Boone's finally. Like fucking exasperated, just like <laughs> going to the door, holding it open, just like, okay, I'm gonna wait out here. Fucking no, 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 no. No. So, Boondock did not want to leave me alone. Okay, hold on. So, finally, the lady comes back and she's like, yes, can I help you? And I was like, look, hey, I just wanted to say I'm sorry. Like, from my culture, being old is a good thing, so you're doing a great job, and that's what I meant to say. And I handed her the special edition romance novel as an apology. <laughs> and uh, Boondock was like, Jesus fucking Christ. But then I realized, like, when she came back, her wrinkles were gone. And I was like, hey, Boondock, can you leave us alone so we can have, like, a heart-to-heart, -heart, like, girl talk? And Boondock was like, what the fuck? What? And I was like, yeah, 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 it's okay. And he's like, mm, no. And I was like, please. <laughs> yeah, eventually Boondock decided to compromise with you and just wait by the door holding it open. Yeah. And so I leaned into this lady and I was like, so uh, what kind of beauty products do you use? Like, that's super cool. Like, uh, it's like all of your wrinkles are magically gone. And she's like, oh, well, you know. I don't use anything other than like this cream and I was like yeah can I see it what yeah I want to see the cream that you use well I, I just ran out and I was like hmm can I see the container <laughs> yeah 
And then at some point, the woman just like kind of gritting her teeth, like, you ask a lot of questions, don't you? Yeah, and I was like, yep, I know. <laughs> yeah, I I would probably should have given you a better warning, but I think I had the woman kind of like say like, are you sure you want to like start this whole thing? As Juliet is, of course, like, yeah, of course I want to. Yep. As the woman's face begins to transform. I... And Juliet immediately sprints out. <laughs> I was like, nope, fuck, it's Legion. I was like, shit, we gotta go now. <laughs> yeah. So I have Julia try and roll dexterity as the woman attempts to slam the door closed magically. Um, which would have been real fun because uh, she could cast Arcane Lock, which would have basically just, like, um, trapped you inside of it. Uh! <laughs> and unless someone decided to break a window, they wouldn't have been able to get in. Oh, that's great. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, thankfully Boondock was able to uh, hold the door open um, as it, as he just like rips it off the fucking hinges as it tries to like slam closed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, at this point like uh, Essen's already like starting the cart as like uh, you're sprinting out the door. Um, the woman then transforms fully into a hag, and y'all roll initiative. The hag starts chasing after you. Um, you guys manage to fucking pile into the cart and start falling. Like, go 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 go. As the woman casts, uh, you actually wait. You were about to fucking like flip off the hag, and I'm like, are you sure you want to do this? And you're like, no, no, no. I, I was like, I thought about flipping off the hag, but then I remembered what yeah. the tarot cards were saying, and I was like, actually, you know what? I'm not gonna do that because that's that's the reverse devil card saying, hey, quit fucking around. And I was like, you're right. I shouldn't <laughs> do that. Let's not piss off the lady who's trying to kill us at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so all of you pile into the cart, the woman fucking, like, flies out the door. Um, as you guys are scrambling to get away, she then casts a, I believe it was a lightning bolt on you guys. As you guys take a shit ton of damage, um... Yeah. <laughs> thankfully, though, um, you guys took, like, a shit ton of damage and, like, Juliet was knocked out, but, like, you guys were not dead. Um... As I explained, like, yeah, no, if Juliet had taunted the hag, the hag would have cast this spell on her, um, as I kind of show the damage for it and how it would have instantly killed Juliet. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't that fun? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, so you guys fucking, like, sprint off into the distance. Um, you know, here was my plan for the thing. Um... I set up a shop, and I'm like, okay, Julie has no money, so Juliet's gonna try and steal something. What are my defenses that I can use, then, uh, to punish this? Um, oh, well, uh, I'll have the shopkeeper be, like, a high-level, uh, character. Um, okay, the shopkeeper is a high-level spellcaster. Okay, um, if she's a spellcaster, I need a story for her. Why is she a spellcaster? Oh, it's because she's actually a hag. Um... Yeah, so that was my character motivations there, and so like, I I didn't mean for the fight to be started by you guys just like prying into too much information, but also like, because you've specifically pissed her off, I think she's going to try to attack you guys. Yeah. Yeah, Julia mm. has a gift of pissing people off, you know? It's, yeah. It's fun. Um, and the also other fun thing that I planned was that um, if you had, uh, decided to try and make a deal with her, she said, like, um, oh, um, how about this, uh, maybe you can drink a potion with unknown effects, I have no idea what it does, and then you can just write back to me, um, explaining what the po effects did, 
and I will give you the tarot deck in exchange for uh, you testing this out. You know, um, I kind of wish I did that. That would have been so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because here's the effects day by day. It would, have been, it would happen for a solid week. Day one, uh, you must only answer questions with lies unless they are asked about the reason for your behavior. Uh, in which case, you respond truthfully, <laughs> just to really confuse people. Day two, your charisma stat becomes your, or sorry, your ka, your cha stat specifically, becomes your char stat, determining your effectiveness as cooking up a mean barbecue. <laughs> Day three, the cursed character takes one damage whenever a creature within 30 feet of them takes any damage. Day four, the character must agree to every suggestion or request made within 30 feet of them. <laughs> Day five, whenever you come into contact with a hallway or a corridor, you are compelled to sprint full speed to the end. Day 6, when a character physically harms another sentient being, the character must apologize. And my favorite, Day 7, the character is compelled to hug all characters they come across, even if it would be inappropriate or awkward. I even have in my notes, if someone, probably Juliet, decides to steal from the hag, she just will attack the party, focusing on the person, probably Juliet, who decides to steal from her, you know? And if Juliet had fucking like um died in this encounter, which is extremely likely, yep. Um, she was gonna use a soul cage to trap Juliet and then bargain with the party, either asking for information or items that are worth a person's soul, or she would have asked you to cause misery for Lorelai as she was able to walk away from the the hag's deal happy, unaware that that uh, the hag was a hag. Yep. But none of that happened, so we're good, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh wait. One last thing I actually would like to address. Um, it, after I kind of like did this encounter, um, one of the players kind of like came up to me afterwards, and they're probably the newest to D and D, and kind of explained like, "Well, why did you set up this whole encounter? Because you knew that Juliet was going to fall for it. You basically knew that like the, they're going to do this. Like, if if you know they're going to do this, why like?" bother trying to like punish them in this like way um and i think that's kind of a bad take to take with like dming because like one um you as a dm you're not just planning it for like the single character to fall into it you're planning for like the other characters to be able to explain to that character why the things are wrong if it's differing opinions and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um and why, like, uh, it, um, it would be bad. And then, like, if they still choose to decide to do it anyways, or, like, um, if the party doesn't get a chance to, like, um, explain that sort of thing, then your characters have to eat the consequences they are dealt here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I don't think it's unfair for a DM to set up consequences for actions like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, do you have any, like, like, thoughts on that? Especially, you know, considering you were the target of that? <laughs> oh, no, I totally knew she was gonna fucking fall for that shit. Like, are you kidding mm-hmm. me? I I think it just I think you're right. I think it just makes the other characters like, okay, hey, we need to look out for this kind of stuff because we know she would fall for it and it just makes them a little bit more aware of what everybody else's weaknesses was cuz you could have done like that would have been like a mystical guitar that uh Boondock really wanted or something like that, you know what I mean? And that would have been on Boondock. I mean, been like, no, this is a trap and try to convince Boondock to, like, hey, don't do that. Or, like, it could have been any other yeah. character other than me, but it was me, which mm-hmm. is fine. I'm totally fine with it. But um, yeah. it just makes <laughs> it makes everybody else rely on each other a little bit more. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and to, I, I do try to spread it out amongst the party, but, like, it's the easiest to do with Juliet <laughs> and sometimes Hops, just because they're so impulsive. Yeah. yeah. With, like, Essen or Boondock or Morgan, like, you real, I really have to, like, set up a good scenario for why they would, like, really be against the party. Mm-hmm. Um, which I finally managed to do, get, like, one really good one where, like, Boondock was in the wrong because of their own, like, personal biases. Um, Juliet was, really was right for once. Yeah, uh, so that nice. one's really fun to play through. <laughs> so nice. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, any other, like, uh, final thoughts you had in this uh, whole Hot Springs episode? <laughs> uh, we are still sus of everyone, uh, regardless of this Hot Spring episode. Um, that's yes. It. That's it all was I the say. next episode that I made you even more sus. Oh, uh, fucking... As well as fueled some of the sus. Ah, uh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I healed a little bit of it. I definitely made one key mistake in there, um, and you're allowed to yell at me for that key mistake when we get to it. Yep. Um, but besides that, yeah, I feel like you guys are better off after this next part of the plot here. Um, but yeah, so um, thank you guys again for listening to another episode of Phoenix Chat. Um, uh, once again, the, all of our stuff is in the description if you want to check out our Instagram. Um, we don't have the Draws from Your Style anymore, um, but we do are still post, trying to post like uh, art and stuff to the channel. Um, yeah, and uh, also check out Izzy's Instagram where she posts lots of uh, character um, drawings of Juliet as well as uh, her other characters. Um, if you want to support us, the best way you can do so is on Patreon. Um, yeah. And uh, anything else you want to know then, Izzy? <laughs> uh, next episode. Aye, aye, shits. All right, let's go. Phoenix chat. Okay.